you go to prayer with me? And let's ask God to give us direction in this service tonight. Father, all I know is what you have put in my spirit these last three or four days. God, you have placed so much in my spirit, Lord. I don't even know, God, if I can relate, Lord, to your people what you have put in my spirit. God, a lot of it is still unclear to me, God, but I know that you are talking to me and taking me into a place that I've never walked in before. Give us this night, Holy Savior, eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what the Spirit is speaking to the church. And let your will be wrought in this service tonight. We give you the praise and the honor and the glory. In Jesus' name, Father, amen. Hallelujah. Still need just a little bit on these monitors. Will somebody get my neck strap off my desk? Hallelujah. You can go ahead and be seated. I'm going to tell you, God has just made Himself real to me. Hallelujah. And I don't think I've ever felt the excitement. You step in my spirit like I felt step in my spirit uh, tonight. Hallelujah. And I've got a, I come across a prophecy I'm going to play for you. It's only about 10 or 15 minutes long. But I want you to listen to this. And I know I played it here. But this is uh, where I was in Pooler back in July, right after the word of the Lord come to me about this country. And, and people can say what you want to about me. When God told me that word he put in my spirit on June 28th, it's the word of the Lord for this nation. It's the word of the Lord for this nation. Hallelujah. Y'all see what's going on up the East Coast tonight? Y'all see what God's doing to this country? You see what God done in the Midwest last week? I stood in Maryland right where they're catching it right now. Stood in Maryland back in what, December, November, whenever we was up there. Don't even remember when I was up there now. Uh, and prophesied blizzards going to hit this nation. It ain't even wintertime yet. It ain't even wintertime yet. Right now where they're catching a blizzard and getting two foot plus of snow and 50 and 60 mile an hour winds, I stood in the pulpit and prophesied blizzards fixing to hit this nation. Spoke it by the word of the Lord, the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to tell you something. You're going to do some traveling. You better, you better know where you're going. You better know what you're doing. Because I am waiting for God to speak to me right now where to go this winter. If God don't speak to me to go, I ain't going. I'm telling you, I ain't going. If y'all turn that heat down, I'm about done on all seven or eight sides. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. But I want y'all to listen to this prophecy and then I'm going to get into some scripture. I don't know what God's going to do. don't know where this thing's going to go. And I'm going to tell you, God don't do anything but for me tonight. There's something alive in my spirit. Hallelujah. There's something alive in my spirit. And I have felt the spirit of God so close to me this week. Man, I, 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 I was sitting in the office the other night studying and I felt the Spirit of God step in there until I thought I was going to explode. There is a brand new day and a visitation upon our uh, upon us. If we can uh, forget about this old religious warfare we've walked in and all this old dryness we've walked in, there's a brand new visitation of the Spirit of God 
Can anybody feel what I'm talking about? Can anybody feel that something changed in the spirit this week? Hallelujah. I mean, did something changed in my spirit, and I felt God turn things for His people if they'll take hold of it. Hallelujah. Y'all got that prophecy ready? Go ahead, because and, 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 it starts right at the beginning. For even I, the Lord, speak unto you this night, my people. I would have you to know that the day of visitation is upon thee. Yea, for even the working of my spirit is not coming, but it is in thy midst tonight to anoint thee with an anointing thou hast never walked under. For even as I spoke to my servant more than two decades ago, as he placed his eyes on a minister that was in a position, yea, to reach the world. And I spoke unto my servant and I said, at that time, that that man would be brought down to nothing. Yea, and where he was. Yea, I the Lord spoke to my servant and said that I will lift up the true ministers into the place. Yea, to reach the world. And even my ministers have struggled to reach handfuls. While those ministers that have nothing have reached the multitudes. But this night I got sent the reversing. This night I got sent the tearing down and a plucking up of those that are empty handed. And I got changed the circumstance and the situation of those that have given their life to me and sought me in prayer. that is in the earth and I change your situation I change your circumstance for I say to you this word this living word this word of fire Holy Ghost baptism shall take a gigantic leap across the nations and then into the uttermost corners of the earth for great revival and visitation of my spirit this now fall Of the Holy Ghost shall come to thy home churches. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Are you not ready? For the awakening. For the souls that shall come in. For those that shall be sucked into my kingdom. Yea, for I the Lord reach into the highways and the hedges. How the Lord reach into the young and the youth of this generation. And I say unto ye, is it not written, have I not spoken? Yea, that my hand shall reach out and take the heart of the publican. And yea, I shall save, I shall wash in the blood of the Lamb, I shall cleanse. And yea, even the heart of the publican shall go in to the kingdom of force of the children of the kingdom. For this is a day, yea, that those that shall give my heart their hearts unto me, they shall set their hearts to seek me, they shall hearken to the word that I have spoken. Yea, I God shall turn the situation in America, and I shall give great revival, I shall give great visitation. Yea, even a visitation begins this night in this church. Uh, even in the Savannah people. Uh, a great visitation of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Uh, does it bring a nice spirit? Uh, even a fire of God that's burning uh, across Poole in Savannah, Georgia. Yay! Says God, uh, condition thyself in the years ahead. Five thousand uh, shall be 
saved and delivered and healed. Yeah, I go into the streets of this city with my word and my anointing. And I begin to tear down the forces of Satan. I begin to tear down the powers that have held people in bondage and captivity. Get ready, my ministers. Get ready for your lives with your soon with prayer. Your lives will be consumed with the study of my word and you shall have no time. They said the study and pray and minister. Yeah, the Lord. Speak great deliverance. Hallelujah. Speak a change. And an overshadowing of the fiery clouds. But my spirit is overshadowing this area. If thou shalt seek me and only believe, then great shall be the reins of my spirit. They shall come down. Yea, the harvest. Yea, the harvest shall be brought in. For say ye not yet for months, then come of the harvest. For I say unto ye, the harvest is ripe. But I, the Lord, search for labors. I, the Lord, seek for those that shall set out to me. That their days will be consumed in prayer. And their nights in study. And even days and weeks of fasting shall fall upon my people, and they shall go in the strength. Yea, even as my servant Elijah did run from the force of Jezebel. Yea, and he went into the wilderness and went fast, laid down and went to sleep. And my angel did awaken him. Yea, and as he looked, there was a cruise of water. Yea, and cakes baking on the fire. And the angel of the Lord said, Rise and eat. Yea, even twice how the Lord died. Spake to my servant Elijah, he did rise and eat. For I told him that the journey uh, before him was too great. And he went in the strength of this week, 40 days. Uh, for even some of ye shall sit down and eat your last meal, not the one. Uh, they, as thou takest the last bite, uh, yea, and prepare. Uh, yea, for the next day that I, the Lord, shall speak to thee and take thee uh, into a time of visitation and fasting. That thou shalt go on the strength uh, of thy last meal even 14, 21 and yea even 40 day fast shall fall and he shall run with my word in a great fire and flame and visitation of my spirit shall burn in thy soul and great shall be the deliverance for I am has come down to deliver for I have heard the cry and seen the afflictions of my people and I am stepped down to deliver this generation. Condition thy hearts, my children. Condition thy hearts, prepare. Yea, for the load upon thee shall be great, but the victory shall be greater. And even finances shall flow. Yea, even finances shall flow. For yea, as ye hearken to my voice and ye give at my direction, even I, the Lord, shall speak unto men. Yea, and they shall give into thy bosom. Press down, shaken together, running over good measure. For where ye have set out offering baskets, ye shall set out offering buckets. Where ye have set out buckets, and they are filled once and twice and three times, even I, God, shall provide the need to the overflowing for his time. Yea, for the world to be reached. 
For even the visitation of the true Holy Ghost is at the door and on the horizon. If thou shalt bow thy knee and seek my face and cry out, yea, and ask me for the rain and the times of the latter rain. For even the times of the latter rain are upon thee. And if thou shalt cry out for rain, for harvest rain, thy God shall rain the flames of the fire of the Holy Ghost down upon my people, and ye shall go forth in a flaming fire of illumination, that nothing shall stand before thee. Every force of Satan, every sickness, every disease, every Every infirmity uh, shall bow at the feet of those uh, that shall submit thy lives into my hands uh, and give thyselves over uh, unto prayer and seek in my face. Uh, they shall get on their knees and scream out, Consume me, my God. Uh, consume me, my Jesus. Consume me. Uh, consume me, consume me, consume me. Uh, yea, and as you cry unto me, uh, the flame of my spirit shall enter in, uh, and I shall consume all that is within thee uh, that is this pleasing to me. Yea, and I will work out of thee and sanctify thee with the sanctification of my spirit and prepare thee for the fullness of my kingdom is at the door set for Shareho Kiyashakra Sofula Garega Manselani Evria Sosos Shareho Vahas Harden not your heart nor stiffen your neck. Allow not the enemy to keep you from the worship and the praise. For knowest this, my children, from this night forth, every service shall have an importance in thy heart and thy life. Every service, yea, shall have an importance. If thou would enter into this, for even I, the Lord, step among you this night, in a great visitation of my word and my spirit, and a flame of fire burns. Yea, in the hearts of me, yea, he had a yearning. Yea, to come closer and go deeper is burst and born. Yea, if I seek me and cry out, he will not be able to arise from prayer. You will not be able to quit seeking my face and crying out to me, for my spirit shall consume thee. And I shall find even as I come out of prayer that it has been a day and two days and three days that my spirit has consumed thee and taken thee into a depth and a revelation of my word and an overshadowing of my spirit for the day of deliverance is dawned. The day of deliverance is dawned in the earth. Yea, the enemy has fallen, and the enemy shall still arise against thee. But yea, even as I instructed my son Timothy, I say unto thee this night, Take thee this word of prophecy, and fight ye. Yea, a good fight, stand. And knowest that as I stand, and I stand upon my word, that I got it with thee, and I will surely fight thy battles and undertake for thee. Be not dismayed, and be not afraid. But be thou strong and of a good courage. For thou shalt see my word speedily brought to pass, saith the Lord. Holy, holy, holy Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory.
This thing needs to take a step worldwide, nationwide. Y'all won't feel the witness of this. Y'all won't feel the witness of this. I'm going to tell you what God told me this afternoon on my knees in prayer. The Lord told me if His people don't hearken to this word, then it's going out. Hallelujah. Won't you go ahead and open your Bibles to Deuteronomy 34? I'm going to tell you, I listen to that word. I just come across it by accident, and I'm going to tell you, it really stirred up my spirit. Because some of the very things God spoke in that prophecy, I preached in Savannah this time. Some of the very words God spoke in that prophecy. Y'all know I come back here preaching on Ask for the Rain. I preached on the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and fire. Some of the very things God spoke in that prophecy and laid the foundation for I preached when I was in Savannah this time. Hallelujah. And we'll see if I can bring this together. These monitors still ain't right. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Y'all with me in Deuteronomy 34? Let's go to verse 8. And the children of Israel wept for Moses in the plains of Moab 30 days. So the days of weeping and mourning for Moses were ended. Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom. For Moses had laid his hands upon him. The children of Israel hearkened unto him as did and did as the Lord commanded Moses. Would you go with me to the book of Acts, the first chapter? And I'm going to begin at the very first verse. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Till the day in which he was taken up, that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandment unto the apostles who had, whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, Ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Not many days hence. Go with me to Romans, the 11th chapter. I know all these scriptures may not make sense to you, but I think I can bring them together. Romans 11. Let's go to verse 25. For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part is happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. So shall all Israel be saved. And it is written, There shall come out of Zion the deliverer, and shall turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant unto them, which I shall take away when I shall take away their sins. As concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake. But as touching the election, they are beloved for the Father's sake. For the gifts and the calling of God are without re. Repentance. 
And one more scripture in Ephesians, the first chapter. I know I'm reading a lot of scripture, but I believe you'll understand when I start bringing it together. Do you love Jesus tonight? Has anybody got an excitement in their spirit? My God, I'm so excited in what God's doing. Hallelujah. Ephesians, the first chapter and the third verse. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as He hath chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will, to pray to the praise of the glory of His grace wherein He hath made us accepted in the Beloved, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the sins, according to the richness of His grace. Whereupon he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are in on earth, even in him. You close your eyes and let's ask God to bless His Word. Father, I thank You for Your Word. Lord, I need Your wisdom and Your understanding. God, give me the utterance to be able to expound this that You have put in my spirit. In the holy, divine name of Jesus, we give You praise. We give You honor and glory. In Jesus' name, Father, amen. I want to talk to you tonight on the end of a dispensation. The end of a dispensation. And the word dispensation uh, is a divine ordering in Christian belief. A divine ordering or management of affairs and events in the world. Now you may not understand what I'm starting out with. But if y'all remember last year the Lord told me he was going to take us into a new dispensation well for us to go into a new dispensation then the dispensation we are in must come to an end you can't go into the new as long as you are still in the old so for a new dispensation to begin and God take us into it then the old has got to come to an end does everybody follow me so what God has showed me this week is a dispensation is coming to an end a dispensation that the world has been in since the days of Paul has come or is coming to an end. And what God uh, began to speak to me, and if you'll go back to Ephesians, the 10th verse, and I'm going to try to make this make sense. i got so much in my spirit. And it says here that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, now, this is what God spoke to me when He told me we were going into a new dispensation. The dispensation of the fullness of times is the dispensation when everything that is lacking to bring us to the fullness is going to be start being revealed. 
the, the dispensation. It doesn't say the fullness of time. It says the fullness of times. That, that word times means years. So what has been lacking all these years from the time the mystery of God has been revealed until now is going to be brought in in this dispensation that God is placing upon us. God is taking us into a place, children of God, to possess the fullness of the kingdom of God. I'm not talking about something years away. I'm talking about something is upon us. In 1986, 23 years ago, I was in prayer in a church in Bogalusa, Louisiana. And God took me into a vision. And, and y'all have heard me mention this. I never told the place or the year, but y'all have heard me mention this. God took me into a vision and I saw the death of Oil Roberts. Twenty-three years ago, I saw this man die. And at that time, God showed me that this would be one of the major signs of a visitation as concerning an old generation coming to an end and a new generation coming forth or one dispensation ending and a new dispensation beginning. When I heard Monday night, just before I walked out the door Tuesday night, just before I walked out of the door to service, Hey, come on the news. It was like something went in my spirit. A life exploded in me. An excitement went down into my spirit. Was I glad the man died? No, that's not what I'm talking about. That man had an impact on my life. When I was just six and seven years old, I used to watch him on television. Put my hand on the screen when he'd put his hand up there. I would always come in from playing. Because I was just a child. There was something in that man. The children of God. But he has served his generation. He has served his generation. And it is now time for me and you to wake up and realize that generation or dispensation has come to an end. And a new dispensation of God is beginning. It's beginning. Hallelujah. When Moses died, a dispensation ended. A dispensation of them wandering in the wilderness. A dispensation of them not accomplishing a whole lot. Just going around and around. Well, there's been a dispensation uh, upon me and you. Uh, I'm telling you, it's come to an end. Uh, and we're no longer going to wander around uh, in the wilderness as children. Uh, but we are now going to put on our armor uh, and go across Jordan uh, and begin to possess uh, that that God has promised. Uh, I'm not going into 2010 uh, a discouraged child. Uh, I'm not going into 2010 uh, wandered in the wilderness. Uh, I'm going into 2010 uh, as a soldier armed uh, to go to war uh, and I am going across Jordan uh, and I'm going to begin to possess uh, that that God uh, has told me was mine
mine. This is mine. This is mine. You hear me? I will no longer be defeated. I will no longer be discouraged. I will no longer be beat down. I will no longer not have the things I need to accomplish. The ministry and the call that God has placed on my life. But I am going forth armed and ready to go to war. Why? Because one dispensation is going out and another's coming in. In 1987, I just talked about this here not too long back. I remember it. I've been trying to find the tape. But in 1987, I was in South Carolina. I was under my tent praying. While I was under my tent praying, I went into a vision that I was under the tent praying. And while I was in that vision, a great healing evangelist walked up to the edge of my tent and looked at me. And he said, you know, I got big tents and trucks. I preached all over the world. Had great miracles and deliverance. I said, yes, sir, I know. He said, do you know who I am? I said, yes, sir. He looked at me. He said, I have served my generation. He said, everything that I have, God told me to give it to you. Everything. He wasn't talking about natural. He was talking about spiritual. That was R.W. Shambach. A few months later, he had a heart attack. Ain't done anything since. And I'm telling you, he's fixing to go home to be with the Lord. Billy Graham's fixing to go home to be with the Lord. Ernest Angley's fixing to go home and be with the Lord in 1988. God spoke to me and said, Ernest Angley is fixing to die. Are you hearing me? God has set this thing in order, uh, showing me that this old dispensation, uh, this old dispensation uh, is coming to an end. Uh, and I'm telling you, when this old dispensation uh, comes to an end, uh, you know what's going to happen? Uh, all the church folks uh, that God has tried to reach and tried to reach uh, and tried to reach and tried to reach uh, and fought with and pulled on uh, and tried to reach, uh, the curtain is going down on them. Uh, we are going into a visitation to the sinner. We're going into a visitation to the ungodly. We're going to a visitation where God is going to step into men and women that will fast and pray and seek His face and step out there in the highways and the hedges and bring deliverance to a lost and dying generation. I've told y'all time after time, God been speaking to me, the Gentile dispensation is coming to its fullness. It's coming to its completeness. What God started in Paul thousands of years ago is coming to its completeness. Because it don't matter where you go now, what you do, put up a tent, go to an auditorium, rent a storefront building, you know who comes out? Church folks. You can't do nothing with them. Setting their way stiff-necked, hard-hearted, rebellious. Most of the time they come out just to find fault. Come out just to see what you got to say. But right now, everything is in confusion. People don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. 
And God spoke to me this afternoon in prayer. And I'm going to ask y'all a question. My God, do y'all remember, you remember growing up, Oh, Roberts was a worldwide figure, had deliverance. Hey, hey, Allen was a worldwide figure, had deliverance. William Brannan was a worldwide figure in the 60s, had deliverance. But children of God, I'm going to ask you something tonight. Where's the worldwide figures that have the true deliverance and the true baptism of the Holy Ghost? There ain't none. But you hear what God said in that prophecy? The true ministers are fixing to take a nationwide stashasha. I command the fire of the Holy Ghost to fall in you. I command the fire of Get ready! Hallelujah. Get ready. Now listen to me. The reason I read the scriptures about Moses when he died, they mourned him 30 days. It's like an adjustment period. When Jesus died and rose, what nothing in control. The disciples hid themselves for fear. For several days they were afraid that they was going to be next. What nothing in control. We've been in that limbo situation where nothing's been in control. Had no leadership. But if I be a servant of the Most High God, and God has spoken to me, I'm telling you that a world-renowned ministry that has been a catapult, catapult and true, men and women of God with a true anointing into the headlines of this nation and around the world is now put in place and is now going to be brought forth by an angelic visitation. One touch of God's hand. One touch of God's hand. One touch of God's hand. I know I preached on it not too long back. How God visited me in a light. How God brought Moses off the mountain with his face shining. Visited Jacob with the wrestling of the angel. Visited Jesus on Mount Transfiguration. Visited Paul in a shining light on the road to Damascus. Every one of them lives was changed. Change. Hallelujah. People that don't count these services important, fixing to miss their visitation. People that want to go out of this church and fuss and gripe and belly ache and find fault with me as a man. God's fixing to take you home. He's fixing to take you out. You hear me? God ain't interested in people's nitpicking and fault finding. God's interested in somebody that'll hit these altars and say, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Here am I. Get ready, brother. What you've been crying for is coming. Hallelujah. What we've been crying for is coming. 
coming. What we've been crying for is coming. The deliverance. The deliverance move of the Holy Ghost. While this, this, this generation to the Gentile church world is shutting the door. He's shutting the door. They're going to go on shouting. They're going to go on talking in tongues. They're going to go on believing they got it. And they ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing. Y'all hear what I'm telling you? I said, you hear what I'm telling you? Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He ain't talking about salvation. He talking about I want a relationship with you. I'm standing at the door of your soul and I'm saying, let me in. Let me in. And if you will open the door unto me, me and my father. Me and my Father will come in and sup with thee. We will come in and have holy communion with thee. We will come in. Hallelujah. We will come in. We will come in. Me and my Father. We'll come in and we will sit down and commune. We will commune with thee. Are you listening to what I'm telling you? Somebody get with me tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. To him that overcometh, will I grant to sit with me in my throne or in my power, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne or in his power. We fixing to step into it. I'm going to tell you, it ain't going to be like y'all thought it was. Oh, I believe people is going to be praying and the Holy Ghost is going to fall. But I'm telling you, I saw this in Savannah. A one-on-one visitation of God's Spirit is fixing to catapult a man's life into a realm of God we have only read about in books. Into a realm of God we've only read about in the book of Acts. Paul was not in a group of people praying. Paul hated the church. Paul was attacking the church. Paul was putting people to death. And then God struck him down in three days uh, and nights he neither eat nor drank his natural eyesight was gone uh, and Ananias entered in uh, laid his hands upon him uh, and said Paul receive thy sight uh, and be filled with the Holy Ghost uh, the Holy Ghost filled him up right there uh, and set that word alive in him uh, are you listening to me uh, and he became the greatest apostle uh, of the New Testament uh, wrote three fourths of the New Testament uh, and we keep putting this thing off uh, for God to do something like the book of Acts. Uh, quit putting this off. Quit putting this off. Uh, quit putting this off. Uh, get in your prayer chamber. Uh, get in your prayer chamber. Seek, seek, seek. Uh, knock, knock, knock. Ask, ask, ask. Uh, knock, seek, ask. Knock, seek, ask. Uh, behold, I stand at the door uh, and knock. Uh, let him, oh my God, uh, open to him. Open to him. You know what God's facing to do? God's facing to flip this thing. In this church, Saturday night services are fixing to become the greatest services. 
You hear me? Saturday night service fixing will become the greatest because this is when the hungry comes out. These people just want to come in here for a Sunday service. Just want their little religious fix. Let them have it. Let them have it. The hungry is fixing to get. I ain't saying they ain't going to get something. But the real word of God, the real power, the anointing, the real deliverance is fixing to step in this church on Saturday night. And you watch. It won't be three months into the year. What I'm feeling, the Saturday night services, the crowd will be bigger. The hunger will be greater. The prayer. I see prayer starting at 3 and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I see prayer starting at 3 and 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Praying in the presence. Hallelujah. Glory be to the Lamb. I was looking for a scripture and I know. I think this it is. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write those things said he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth. And he that shutteth and no man openeth. Paul said in Romans 11, he said the, the age of the Gentiles was coming to the fullness of the Gentiles was coming in. That means God has visited the Gentiles. They've had the word preached to them. They've had the word preached to them. They've had the spirit of God move. And they won't do nothing with it. God fixing to shut the door. He's fixing to reach out there in the highways and hedges and get the publican. Jesus said, the publican and the harlot. The harlot out there walking the street. And the sinner man out there walking the street that don't know God will go into the kingdom of God before this church world will. Why? They don't see their need of God. They don't see their need to pray. They don't see their need to fast. They don't see their need to change their ways. They don't see their need to humble themselves. We become self-righteous and judgmental. We are biting. We are biting and devouring the very flock of God until God is sick of it. And I'm going to tell you, God's fixing to shut the door. I know what I'm feeling. I'm telling you what I'm feeling. I'm telling you what I'm feeling. There's a there's an adjustment period in here, like those thirty days of mourning with Moses and those forty days with Jesus. Jesus wasn't with them disciples. That whole 40 days. It don't say so in the Bible. It don't say them disciples was in that upper room 10 days either. You can't find it. They ain't there. They might have been there a day. They might have been there two. They might have been there three. They might have been there seven, eight hours. We don't know how long they there. All we know is they went in there hungry, went in there at the commandment of the Father, went in there and tarried until they were endued with power from on high. That can be you in your prayer chamber, me in my prayer chamber, or five of us in this church. It don't matter to God. The cry of the hungry. 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 It's what God's looking for. He said, I'll open a door no man can shut. He said, if I shut a door, ain't no man can open it. God's fixing to shut the door on the Gentile dispensation. You hear me? People that God has strove with and reached for and pulled on and wooed. God, God's tired of trying to get people to serve him. God's tired of trying to get people to serve Him. You hear me? God's tired of trying to get people to serve Him. God's tired of trying to get people that know the truth to serve Him. And God's going to reach out there and He's going to get young ladies like this, men like my son, men like Jason, 
You listening to me? Pull them out of drugs. Pull them out of hell. Pull them out of honky tonks. Pull them out of prostitution. Pull them out of perversion and evil. Wash them in the blood of the Lamb and clean them up. And they're going to realize what God's done for them. And they're going to say, ain't no, ain't no price too great. Ain't no price too great. What do you want me to do, Lord? Here am I. Just tell me what to do. Tell me how to find you. Tell me what to do to seek you. Seven day fasting, I'll do it, God. All night prayer, I'll do it, Lord. Come into church. God, every time the doors is open, I'll be here an hour and a half early to get in the altar. God, I'm so thankful that you changed my life, that you washed me in the blood of the Lamb, that you took this, my God, this old emptiness out of me and filled me up with your spirit, with your love, with your mercy. I'm so thankful, Father. Just tell me what you want me to do. Just tell me. Just tell me. Just tell me. Just tell me. That's what the Lord's looking for. What the Lord's looking for. Somebody come in the crowd of God and criticize everything goes on? No. Somebody come in here and find fault with me and everybody that's working in the church and working in the service fine because we're human? No. Ain't what God's looking for. Ain't what God's looking for. God's looking for somebody that's going to be so thankful, so grateful, so hungry, and so thirsty that they don't care what they got to do. They don't care what they got to do. If I know the voice of God, you mark my words. You mark my words. If the rest of these preachers don't go quick, I don't know the working of the Holy Ghost. The rest of these preachers I've named, and y'all can go back through my tapes and through my articles. I have preached on this. I have told y'all right here in this church. I don't know when it was, but I spoke right here and told y'all death was going to shock Oklahoma. And when Sister Brenda asked me what I was talking about, I said, you mark my words, old Robert's fixing to die. And that was probably five or six months ago. It might have been a year ago. I don't think it's been that long. Why, I see these things. You hear me? I see these things. I'm sitting right back here on that back row. I walked by her. She said, what, uh, what was you talking about? Said death was fixing to rock Oklahoma. I said, I said, oh, Roberts is fixing to die. And this is the thing that, that, that I, I got in prayer about last night because when I seen this in 86, I seen such a big event. It was like all the news medias turned out. It was like this thing was a worldwide event. I ain't heard nothing since the man died. I ain't heard a thing. And I started asking God last night. I said, God, I know what I saw. God said, I showed you an earth-shaking event in the natural to tell you this was an earth-shaking event in the spirit. He said, I had to show it to you in the natural, that it shook things. He said, but in the spirit, I'm telling y'all, when I heard this, something happened in my spirit, an excitement come in me, a power run through my bones, and I went into the church that night and preached on the power of miracles and deliverance. And like I ain't preached and I don't know when. And God confirmed His Word. You hear me? God confirmed His Word. And God is going to confirm His Word again. Get ready! This dispensation's coming to an end. We're going out of one dispensation into the other. It 
ain't going to take no years. You hear me? This ain't going to take no years. When the very last person in the wilderness that was above 20 years old, when the spies spied out the land, when the spies spied out the land and they come back and they, they brought an evil report, all except Joshua and Caleb, God said everybody from 20 years old and upward will wander in this wilderness. You will not inherit. You will not possess. And I'm telling you right now, people that have seen this kingdom, have seen the power, know about the Holy Ghost, and they will not change. They will not get rid of this judgmental, condemning spirit they got on them. They will not possess this, and they are better off to go home and be with the Lord. They are better off. You hear what I'm telling you? They are better off than they are to get caught up in this new move and look at it and say it ain't God. They'd be better off. They'd be better off, I'm telling you. You listening to what I'm telling you? You listening to what I'm telling you? But God took those from 20 years old and down. And the day that the very last person died, Right to the day the very last person died was the same number of years God said that my people would be evil and treated and then I would bring them out and they would possess a promised land. It come to the very day to the number of years they died and God took them across. God's timetable is perfect. God's timetable is perfect. You hear me? God don't make mistakes. God does not make mistakes. God does not make mistakes. Y'all listening to what I'm telling y'all? God does not make mistakes. He does not. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to go with me to the book of Exodus, the 26th chapter. Oh, I feel it in my soul tonight. Y'all know what I feel? I feel an angel of the Lord's fixing to visit some people. That's what I feel. I feel an angel of the Lord's fixing to step in somebody's bedroom, bathroom, prayer chamber, living room. Y'all know I told y'all I seen two visitations down here at Mama's that the Lord visited me. And I've ministered people and told them the angel of the Lord's fixing to visit them. I mean, I've seen it. You just might as well get ready. Because I'm going to tell you something. When, uh, when the angel of the Lord visited Jacob, God changed him. The angel of the Lord visited Moses on that mountaintop. He come down, his face was shining. The angel of the Lord visited Paul on the road to Damascus. God changed him. God changed him. The Lord told me I had this in 1989. I had this vision where I seen, I seen Moses come off the mountain with his face shining. I seen Jacob wrestle with the angel. I, I seen Jesus on Mount Transfiguration when he lit up. And I seen Paul on the road to Damascus. And the Lord said, by one touch of my angel's hand. He said, by one touch of my angel's hand. He said, that's all it takes. One touch and one visitation. He said, I can totally change and transform the lives of my ministers. He said, just one, one visitation. One visitation. You know what brought these men into the forefront? One angelic visitation. Happened to Roberts. Happened to Cole. Happened to Branham. You listening to me? Happened to all these men, and they spearheaded a divine healing revival that brought the gifts of healing and faith 
to this generation, but that ain't a drop in the bucket because God ain't going to just work in one or two gifts. God fixing to work in the fullness. God fixing to work in the fullness. God fixing to work in the fullness of His Word and His Spirit. I wouldn't be caught slack. I wouldn't be caught. Because I'm going to tell you, and I will say it right here, every service in Word of Faith Deliverance Tabernacle from this day forward, I said it earlier, I'm saying it again, it's going to be important. It's going to be important. You never know when God's going to step down and visit. God did not put this church here for y'all to come in here and be like other bodies. This is not a normal denominal church. There's a difference in the anointing. There's a difference in the spirit. And there's a difference in the word. I didn't put it here. I didn't put it in me. God put it here. And God put this in me. And I guarantee you ain't never heard nobody preach like this. Let somebody tell you one generation's gone and another's coming in. Y'all can say what you want to. God ain't going to keep striving with this church world. God ain't going to keep striving with them. There's some good people in there God fishing to bring out. If they'll come out, if they don't, they're going to die in that stuff. Didn't but two people come out of that wilderness that was above 20 years old. That was Joshua and Caleb. Moses didn't come out. Aaron didn't come out. You hear me? Moses and Aaron didn't come out. Only two that came out about 20 was Joshua and Caleb. The Bible said they had a different spirit. When I saw this outpouring of the Holy Ghost in 1993 or 94, can't remember which year it was, the Lord told me not very many people over 35 will be part of this because they get too set in their ways. And God can't do nothing with you. I'm going to tell you something. You better get your, your feelings prayed through over. You better get all these things in your spirit that keep you frustrated and vexed and upset, keep you fearful and unbelieving. You better get them prayed through over. You better get them prayed through over because I've told y'all, God said, I will not put this new wine in old bottles. God ain't going to pour this Holy Ghost. God ain't going to pour this holy anointing. God ain't going to pour this holy anointing. You listening to me? God ain't going to pour this holy anointing down inside of people and them full of junk. God ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. Y'all better pay attention to me up there in that sound booth. God ain't going to do it. He's fixing to deal with folks. He's fixing to deal with folks' rebellion. He's fixing to deal with folks not conditioning their mind to get into these services, letting your mind wander. God's fixing to deal with folks. God's fixing to deal with folks. Why? He brings forth a holy people. People fix to get serious about their walk with God. I mean serious about their walk with God. Their people, their people love God ain't never got serious about their dedications. Ain't never got serious about their relationship with God. They love God. They like to feel good services. They like for God to touch them. But when it comes down to getting down to business and getting serious and becoming a vessel that God can really pour Himself in, you, you, you don't find very many people that'll get serious with God. I'm telling y'all, somebody is fixing to step out. Did I not tell y'all here a while back God spoke to me and said, somebody's got to become the next Peter and the next Paul. Did I not tell y'all that? And I not tell y'all, I think it was back in the summer, God said, somebody's got to step out and become the next Peter and Paul. Somebody's got to step out and become a leader for God's people. God's people ain't got no leaders. If y'all want to follow any penny, take you. My God, go right ahead.
Y'all want to follow this charismatic flesh stuff? You knock yourself out. That stuff turns my stomach. It got to make God sick because it's short of God makes me sick. Ain't never in my life seen such garbage. I mean, just filth and perversion. And I'm going to tell you something. God brings this in. God, God starts bringing this fullness in. It's going to provoke Israel to turn and seek the fullness of God. They're going to see God working in us like, like the God of the Bible worked through them old prophets. And it's going to cause them to be provoked and, and, and to jealousy. And they're going to begin to seek God. God has got to do something to provoke this generation to seek His face. And that's what God's going to do. God's fixing to take some chosen vessels and put a fuller measure of His Spirit in than we've ever seen. And they're fixing to step out here and start doing the works of Jesus. I'm telling y'all, this thing is upon us. This thing is upon us. And I know y'all don't know Brother uh, Clendenin. I believe his name was Michael Clendenin. But Sister May was talking about him a few weeks ago. He had cancer. Big preacher. Uh, out in Texas, founded that school of Christ, and a man gave him a million and a half dollars, and he preached and built churches all over Russia. He was world known. He died Sunday. Roberts died Monday. Brother Franklin Walden, good friend of mine, had a great deliverance ministry through the southeast, died back in either June or July, and was up Brother Patterson's. It was August. Was it camp meeting? Camp meeting? Or, or whenever it was, I think it was up there in the camp meeting, wasn't it? That was August. So he died in August. Brother Clendenin died Sunday. Old Roberts died either Monday or Tuesday. Right there, three right in a row from this old generation. Three right in a row. What's God telling us? Better wake up. Better wake up. I'm phasing this old dispensation out. I'm bringing a new dispensation in. And if you don't see it, and you can't see it, and you can't hear it, and you can't understand it, you're going to be left back there in the old dispensation. You're going to be left back there wandering around in the wilderness. You're going to be left back there still following the pillow of cloud and the pillow of fire. You're going to be left back there still shouting and talking in tongues and singing the old songs and ain't got an ounce of deliverance. The church today has nothing. Has nothing. Nothing. Oh, that don't mean... God don't move for them and they don't have good services and they may have a healing or two. But I'm talking about a book of Acts church. It's time to get serious. It's time to get serious with God. If this word don't get your attention, I don't I told God on my knees tonight, I said, I don't know how to get people's attention anymore. I don't know how to touch them, don't know how to move them, don't know how to inspire them, don't know how to stir them. See, the Spirit of God stepped down in me Tuesday night. I felt something explode in me. I felt something explode in me. Sister Angela walked up to the travel trailer, knocked on the door of her and Brother Stanley. Just about time I heard that news, and I told them what happened. She told me the next day, she said, when you told me that, she said, something went in my spirit. She said, something. She said, something has changed. Something's happened for God's people. I said, I know it has. I know something's happened for God's people. Hallelujah. There was a lady in the service down there that, that last night, and I didn't say nothing about the offering. She was fighting financially, couldn't even pay her bills. Gave $100 that night and had a, 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 a Christmas card that she had picked up at the post office. Somebody had sent her, opened it after service, and God spoke to her to give me $100. Inside that Christmas card was a check for $500. See, God had already provided. God had already made the way. Hallelujah. Exodus 26 and 31. 
Thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twine linen of cunning work with cherubim shall it be made. Thou shalt hang it up on four pillars of shadow wood overlaid with gold and their hooks shall be of gold upon the four sockets of silver. Thou shalt hang up the veil under the tatches that thou mayest bring in thither within the veil the ark of the testimony and the veil shall divide unto you between the holy place and the most holy. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 27. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all with me in Matthew 27? Go to verse 50. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost, and behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. And the graves were opened, and the bodies of the saints, many of the bodies of the saints which were slept arose. Hebrews, the tenth chapter. Anybody with me? Hebrews 10, verse 19. Having therefore a brother boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and a living way which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith having a heart sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering for he is faithful that promised I'm going to bring this in I'm not going to get into the fullness of it but I'm going to bring this in when God made man in the beginning he dwelt in him that's what God made man for God made man to dwell in That's what he made us for. When man sinned, God had to leave him. And God went behind the veil. God went behind the veil. For 4,000 years, the only place, the, the presence of God, could be entered into was behind the veil high priest one time a year to offer up the sins for God's people that blood of bulls and goats could only roll those sins forward but all down through the scriptures God kept saying I want man to know me I want man to know me I want man to find a way to come back into relationship with me I want man to know me. But God stayed behind the veil until the body of Jesus Christ, His flesh, on that cross, rent that veil, opened up a new and a living way into the fullness of God that you and I can now walk into it. God, you mara. You mark my word. This is the dispensation that God is coming out from behind the veil and going to make himself known to man. 
This is the dispensation. This is the generation. God ain't behind the veil no more. God ain't behind the veil no more. You hear me? Daniel prophesied and said, I see a people that do what? Know their God. They are in relationship with their God. They have went into the holiest of holies. They have went into that inner sanctum. They've been brought into that holiest place with God. And they know their God. And they are strong. And they shall do exploits. Why? God's time to reveal Himself. As long as God was hid behind that veil, He couldn't be revealed. Nobody knew Him. They just knew His presence was back there. Then men get ready to go back there. Man, they washed and changed clothes and washed everything on them and offered up sin sacrifice and then tied a rope on their ankle. So if they walked in that presence of God and there was something they had missed or something they would got for make atonement of, the presence of God would kill them. And they couldn't go in there and get them. They had to put that rope on them so they could drag them out. That's what they had to do. But as long as God stayed behind the veil, He was not revealed. But Jesus Christ revealed Him. Jesus Christ revealed Him. He said, He is the express image of my person. He is the image of the invisible God. He came out from behind the veil and revealed Himself to me and you. And now He's saying, Come know me. Come know me. Come know me. The veil is rent. It's gone. He has consecrated a new and a living way right into the fullness of His Spirit that you and I can enter therein. Did y'all hear what the Scripture said? Did you hear what He said? Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest. By what? The blood of the Lamb. It is what has made us clean enough and holy enough that we can enter in to that holiest of holies. They had a, they had an outer court, they had an inner court, and they had the holiest of holies. They could go in that outer court, they could go in that inner court, but they could not go behind that veil. Could not go behind that veil. And God says, "All right, I'm opening the veil." I'm revealing myself. Here I am. Here I am. All these years, he's hid himself. We've never seen a generation since the day of Pentecost, the book of Acts church, that's really known God. There's been a man here and there, or a vessel here and there, but that was a generation that stepped into a place in God. That was a generation. You hear me? That was the dispensation. They stepped into that place in God, took it to the Gentiles, but then it began to wane. And for years we fought and we struggled and we fought and we struggled and we fought and we struggled. We've had great moves of God and we've done everything in our flesh to keep it going. Hadn't worked. 
hadn't worked. Hadn't worked. And all these commandments and precepts of men, all they've done is brought people into bondage that they couldn't bear up under. Now we're leaving this dispensation, stepping into a new. Leaving this old dispensation. He said, Brother Meadow, you don't know what you're talking about. I might not, but I think I do. I think I know what I'm talking about. I see this word goes back 23 years. 23 years. My wife can remember the night I had the vision. Wasn't in a service. We were on our knees praying. Don't know if it was for service, after service. Had the vision. I told her about it. Don't know if I told her who it was. Did I tell you who it was? But I told her about it. I saw it. I've expected this to happen for 23 years. Saw the vision under my tent. That man said, I'm giving you everything I got. I knew he wasn't talking natural. I've been expecting that. That was 87. That was 22 years ago. Y'all listening to him? Ernest Angley, God spoke to me in 88, 21 years ago. 89, I had the visitation of the angel visited me in a, in a bright light. 21 years ago. Or 20 years ago. And I've been expecting this for two decades. Been expecting it. Hadn't talked to a whole lot of people about it. Hadn't preached a whole lot about it. But I know I've touched on these subjects here lately. I've touched on them. I've touched on them. Even shared some of the visions. You know why? I knew it was getting close. See, any of these men could have died in those 23 years. But they've all lived. They've all lived. All of them in their 80s and 90s. You hear me? All of them. How many people you know live in their 80s and up in their 90s? Not many. Old Robert's 91. I think Billy Graham's in his 90s. The rest of them in their late 80s, 90s. Mama's generation. Mama's generation. That dispensation is coming to an end. Another one's beginning. This is mine and your time. This is our time. This is our time. You hear me? If you want this, this is your time. Put away your doubts. Put away your fears. Put away your failures. Put away your condemnation. Put away your disappointment. Put away everything the devil has used against you to destroy you. And take a stand. Say, God... I believe what Brother Matter's preaching, that one dispensation's going out and a new one's coming in, and I ain't looking back no more. I don't care what's happened behind me. I don't care what's behind me. Paul said, forgetting those things which are behind. Forgetting those things which are behind. I don't know how many prophecies I've had that everybody that ministers to me said, Brother Metter, the greatest work, the greatest thing you've ever done for God is ahead of you. It's ahead of you. And I get thinking about these ministers. Some of them are 50, 60, 70 years old. 
Some of them older before God ever used them. In the greatest ability, greatest anointing, greatest miracle, greatest deliverance. You listening to me? I think George Mueller was 70 years old when God visited him. And he went around the world and preached the gospel. I don't know how many times. Moses was 80 when God visited him. And set him moving. 80. 80. I told y'all, I don't get old. I don't get old. I don't believe in it. You go ahead and get old and get feeble and get senile and get crippled up. And let your body run down on you. Go ahead. I ain't doing it. I ain't confessing it. I ain't possessing it. I don't believe in it. Because God said, I'll renew your youth as the eagle. Y'all want to make these things about well, when you get older, this happened to you and that happened to you. You go right ahead and make them confessions. I done found out that life and death is in the power of the tongue. It's in the power of the tongue. It's in the power of the tongue. I ain't confessing it. I ain't agreeing with you. I ain't going to chime in with you. I'm going to have my youth renewed. Like is the eagle. I'm going to tell you something. I've been fighting for this for 38 years. And I will not be denied. I will not be denied. And I'm going to tell you this and I'm going to bring it to a close. There's got to be a governing body. Y'all listening to me? There's got to be a governing body to guide these young people into this visitation. There's got to be a governing body. There's got to be somebody God visits that's seasoned that can guide these young people into possessing this kingdom. And I believe that's what God's preparing. I believe God is preparing a five-fold ministry right now. Right now, God's preparing a five-fold ministry. You can say what you want to about me. I feel like I'm going to be part of it. I may be wrong. I may be wrong, but I feel like the things God showed me over the years, the things God visited me with over the years, I'm a part of this governor and fivefold ministry. Man, I've seen, I seen revivals in Australia back in the 80s. i seen myself preaching in Australia and having revivals of 30 and 40 and 50,000. My wife knows that. My sister knows it. Mama knows it. She remembers it. I've talked about it. Told us that somewhere I'm going to Australia and have revivals that's going to rock Australia. My God, go over and spearhead a revival and get it broken and turn these young people loose. Hallelujah. God is shutting one door, He's opening another. God, you mark my words, God's shutting the door in this church world. This thing fixes to go to the center. We start getting out in these revivals. I'm excited about this coming year. Y'all may not be excited, but I'm excited. I'm excited about getting this tent up. I'm excited about getting this tent up. You hear me? I say, why? I believe it's God's ordained plan for this area. And I believe we're going to see a visitation. It's going to draw the center. It's going to draw the center. Oh, I believe there's some church folks going to come in. But your, crowd, your main crowd ain't going to be church folks. It's going to be sinners. It's going to be sinners. It's going to be people hungry. 
They've come to the end of their self. They've come to the end of their road. They've come to the end of their life. Don't know what to do. Just don't know what to do with themselves no more. Just tired of being miserable. Tired of being miserable. That's what happened to my son. He just got tired of being miserable. And I'm glad God woke him up as early as he did. He's tired of being miserable. Do you know there's people go to church that love God, read the Bible, and pray? They're miserable. They're miserable because they ain't got no relationship with God. They're miserable. And they will not get serious enough about God to enter on in to that place that God can truly possess them. So they just kind of hang in a spiritual limbo. I ain't hanging in that spiritual limbo. God said, I would to God you were cold or you were hot. He said, you're lukewarm. That word spew, he said, I'm going to vomit you up. That's what, that's what that word spew, he said, I'm going to vomit you out. God don't want no lukewarm. Hallelujah. I hope his words made sense to you tonight. I hope his words made sense to you tonight. Because I'm going to tell you something God's been talking to me. I can't explain everything God's been showing me. But all night, I don't know if it's last night or the night before, I saw it was like the, the temple of God, the old temple of God. But God was lighting it to, to his body in this day and time. And it was like, it, it's hard to explain, but uh, it was just like a an exact square cover a certain area come down and it covered part of the temple or in the courtyard then I seen another one come down and cover another part of it and then come down and cover another part and then come down and cover another part and then it come down this way until every square inch of that temple had been touched by the spirit of God every square every bit of that courtyard everything that pertained to God in that temple in that courtyard that thing had come down and covered it, touched it. There wasn't one part. It took God a while to do it. But there wasn't one part, one thing that belonged to God that had not been brought in that border. And that thing, it just like, just lines, just time God got it covered. It just like little square blocks in there probably wasn't an inch. Between, I mean, God just took time and just come down and covered it. See, I, I I see things, but sometimes it's hard to explain. But I know God was showing me. He said, "I'm fixing to touch everything that belongs to me. Everything that belongs to me, I'm fixing to touch it. I'm fixing to bring it in." What did Paul say here in Ephesians ten? That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, He might bring all things together in one. He's bringing this thing together, children. He brings this thing together. I'm going to tell you something. God don't need me. And God don't need you. He don't need you. He don't have to have you. Don't need you. And don't have to have you. To do what he wants to do. We're going to get yielded. We're going to get willing. And we're going to get flexible. Or God's going to leave us on the outside looking in. And I'm going to tell you something. Well, God told me in 97, he said, I can raise up 100 to take your place. He said, I don't have to have you. That's when God really scared me. 
God spoke the scripture to me. I was, I was at Sister Daniel's. They just built a new tabernacle. She'd asked me and Brother Coma Rivers to come down there and dedicate it. And I was down there, and it was the night before the dedication. The word of the Lord come to me and said, Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in this holy place? He that hath clean hands and pure heart, hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. And that's when God spoke to me. He said, I do not have to have you to fulfill my will in these last days. Shocked me. I mean, God just spoke to me. He said, I don't have to have you. He said, to accomplish what I want to accomplish in these last days. He said, I don't have to have you. He said, I can raise up a hundred and take your place. He said, I can raise up a hundred and take your place. God raise you up. He can raise up somebody and take your place. The gifts and calling of God are without repentance. They're without repentance. God puts something in your life. He expects you to press it to the fullness. He expects you to walk this thing out. Amen. Because I'm going to tell you something. When you stand before God, you hadn't done it. You hadn't been obedient.